the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From policy to culture, principles to politics, this is The Seth Leibson Show. Welcome back. I am Seth Leibson. As we head into hour two of our daily three-hour tour, it is a delight to welcome to the show a new guest, first-time guest, I should say, A.J. Rice. He has a brand new book out. You're going to want this book, The Woking Dead. Not The Walking Dead, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. A.J., welcome to the Airwaves of Phoenix, and congratulations on your book. Brother Seth, it's great to be here, my old friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to recall where we first met, and I think it was when you were working with Laura Ingram many moons ago. Is that possible? It Does was that sound in familiar? the Heritage Foundation yeah. studio. That's sir. right. That's yes. right. I do this with all first-time guests. I uh, open the mic and just uh, ask you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Give your own audio- autobiography. Down. Go ahead. Tell us what a you— walk uh, down memory lane. Yeah. Uh, well, no, you were— <laughs> So Laura, Laura was doing Laura was doing her show from the Heritage Foundation, and you know her old boss, Bill Bennett. Uh, you were in there with Bill. Yeah, that's right. Bill was on the the America Volume One or Two tour. I don't know which one. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah, so, exactly absolutely. right. Absolutely. Tell the audience your you know, bio. I worked with I worked on I worked on Capitol Hill, and I worked with Ingram, and I worked with Monica Crowley. Did a show for John Solomon. Was brought in by Glenn Beck to do uh, to help launch the Blaze Radio Network. Where we, you know, I was overseeing Buck Sexton and Jay Severin, Chris Salcedo. So, and then about a, a decade ago, or nine years ago now, um, I started doing, you know, more consulting and PR work. And, you know, we've had some of the, you know, some great guests of ours on with you. We really appreciate you and this audience. I think we've had Peter Navarro and a bunch uh-huh. of others sure, on. So, sure. um, and he's coming back, so we got to get him back with you. You so, betcha. Uh, in, in the near future. You betcha. But um, but yeah, then we you know the book came out in July, and we're uh, we're making the rounds. We really appreciate talking to your audience. You bet. the uh, The name of the book is "The Woking Dead." A. J. Rice, A. Period J. Period Rice, and the subtitle. This is what really grabbed me: How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. A. J. I'll tell you why it grabbed me. I've been going around giving speeches um, talking about a lab leak um, of a virus far more deadly than what came out of Wuhan. And it came out of our ivory towers. You know, we would spend um, decades talking about college students and the crazy ideas they were getting and saying, you know, it doesn't matter. They'll enter the real world. They'll see their first paycheck and they'll they'll moderate. And it turns out we were wrong about that, or those of us that thought that the real world would um, would affect them uh, towards the normal, towards the moderate. We were wrong. Turns out they changed the world, or they changed America. The lab leak of wokeism, the lab, lab leak of, so, uh, of socialism, that, I think, has um, infected us and affected us a great deal worse than what came out of the Wuhan uh, laboratory, but I wonder if, if you agree with that assessment generally. Absolutely. That's exactly, yep, that's exactly, you hit the nail on the head. 
That's exactly what we're dealing with here. Yeah, we had a medical virus. It was used to control us. It was used to kind of capture us, hold us in place. That was so they could slow pump this woke virus into us. And it look, it is in academia, but it, it'd be, now it's a, in kindergarten. It used to be just the, you know, it was hiding in the philosophy department right. or the humanities faculty lounge, right? Right, right. But to, now, it's, now it's everywhere in the government schools, top to bottom. It's no longer just hiding in, you know, deconstruction, postmodern nonsense. It's being inserted into mass. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. I mean, it's everywhere. And it's, it, it is a Vogue virus because it's trendy. And as you know, I mean, look, this isn't the first time we fought the hydra of political correctness. I mean, this is just a more nefarious version of it. It's it's so nefarious that it has taken over an entire political party or the political party has imported it for itself. I'm not sure which. And it is being used in its worst forms uh, of socialism to um, affect our constitutional rights, our individual liberties, to silence us, to censor us, to send us as easily as they can to metaphorical gulags, right? Uh, the Republican Party, conservatives, um, they're not just an opposition party anymore. They're the enemy of the people in this new Democratic Party and this new woke ideology, right? Absolutely. I mean, look, we went from, you know, uh, I guess we were, you know, alt-right, then we were deplorables, then we were ultra-maga, now we're semi-fascist. I mean, we're... we're we're on our way. Yeah. We're on our way to being Mussolini any minute. Right. Uh, I mean, look, that's what they do. They um, they come after you in a couple – well, in a couple different ways because they realize – they want to discredit – it's not just Trump voters. It's everyone, right? Anyone right. that doesn't – because I believe that we're dealing with an 80 percent issue here. I don't think run-of-the-mill even Democrats like this stuff. I mean, you had a swing in Virginia from Biden to Yunkin that was like 11 percentage points. Yeah. So this is the tyranny of the minority. But this isn't new. And I know you're a student of history, so follow me here. A hundred years ago, the cultural Marxists come on the scene, and they realize they're not going to get a workers' revolution with a bunch of plumbers and carpenters overthrowing the government. So they needed different foot soldiers. Well, who are they? You just named some of them. They, they infected what? Academia, the media, entertainment industry, Democratic Party, the, the same villains as today. And then the only difference, Seth, is they have the aircraft carrier known as Big Tech that they can hide on. Mm-hmm. So that is sort of the cartilage that holds them all together. hundred years ago, it took a long time to censor Orwell or Graham Greene or Hemingway or, you know, whoever. Right. Today, they can knock you offline with a server in a, in, right. a, in a nanosecond. That's right. So they're way more powerful, but they still, I don't think, control, I mean, the people in the sense that I don't think they're a majority that want to send, you know, Steve and Gary into the women's locker room, want to tear down statues, take the rosary and make it into some kind of white supremacy symbol. I mean, we're now getting attacked from all directions. It's kind of like a fatwa. From the left, right? I mean, it's... I agree with you. I see them. They're no different than the Taliban shooting missiles at Buddhist statues. Right. When they're going after all of Western civilization systematically. Right. I mean, they were tearing down our statues, and when they tore down one in Nancy Pelosi's home city and she was asked about it, she said, people will do what people will do, right? 
they are doing to the Bamiyan statues. Uh, what the I mean, they are the left in America is doing what the Taliban did to the Bamiyan statues in Afghanistan and with the permission of the Democratic Party. Now, I think the real challenge here, AJ, is is a few things I'd love to run by you and get your thoughts, because I agree with you. I don't think the majority of Americans go for this crud. But but. I think when they control so many levers of power in media, news, entertainment, education and other institutions, my gosh, uh, the Pentagon, uh, professional sports, and then they use social media to censor, they can create the sense that they're the majority and that they can they can create what an atmosphere where you think you're the wrong one. You think you're the weirdo for thinking normal. Right. I mean, that's the trick here, isn't it? Well, yeah. So what they're they're trying to condition you, yeah, right, right. So whether it's the Me Too movement or the coronavirus lockdown, these are all little miniature authoritarian dress rehearsals they're putting us through. Mm-hmm. And over time, if they put us through enough of them, you know, they take a mile, they take an inch, they take a mile, they take an inch. Well, maybe they'll raid the president's house and see if anybody cares. Right. I mean, there, there's they they get brazen, right? right? They're 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 very cocky with this. Yes. So, but we, it does start to have an effect where you start to, you know, self-censor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you get booted off. Like, I got booted off of LinkedIn for sharing, you know, some global warming, some stuff my clients wrote mm-hmm. about either vaccines or global warming. Mm-hmm. And in order to get back on LinkedIn, I had to agree to their, you know, user agreement. Right. So what they're, what they're putting us through is this sort of totalitarian user agreement for America. Right. If you want to participate in civil society— you will obey and sign this user agreement, and you will accept that there's no such thing as a woman, and that you know the, the founding fathers were Klansmen, and I mean, yeah. go down the list, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Robert Jackson, a Supreme Court justice, called it the enforced unification of consent. And let me talk to you about two other institutions involved here before I before I get deeply into um, the chapters of your book, uh, which are fantastic. And, folks, the book is The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. The author is A.J. Rice. Let me talk about um, the Pentagon, uh, the kinds of stuff General Mark Milley says. Let me talk to you about professional athletics on the other side of this break, if I can, A.J. i got to take a quick commercial break. I know how sensitive you are to those. So let me do that. And on the other side, we'll pick up with A.J. Rice from his new book, The Woking Dead. I'm Seth Liebson. Don't go away. We'll be right back. As we go to break, let me put in a word for our sponsor, Balance of Nature. I take it every single day. Best product I've ever taken. Pure, potent plant power. One daily serving gives you a blend of 16 whole fruits, 15 whole vegetables. It boosts your energy. It boosts your health. It boosts your immunity. Balanceofnature.com. Discount code BALANCE. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I am Seth. My guest is A.J. Rice. His book is The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus 
destroys our culture. And I'm going to get into some of these chapters uh, with AJ and you, the audience. AJ, let me run something by you here just to talk about the power of this woke ideology, the power of this virus. You know, I mean, probably you've interviewed more people and been around more scholars than uh, I could in 10 lifetimes. You you may remember um, Michael Barone, um, who used to write the pol- the Almanac of American Politics. Absolutely. He had yep, a, knew Michael well. Yeah, you know Michael. And he had a book some 20 or so years ago called Hard America versus Soft America. And the thesis was, you know, there was a cultural divide here. Soft America, you could think of as, you know, Hollywood, uh, the education system, getting prizes for showing up. Hard America was, you know, military training, um, you know, uh, athletic competition. It it, it doesn't take a lot of explaining to kind of understand what soft America is and what hard America is. But this virus... This virus took over hard America. When you hear Mark Milley extolling the virtues of Marxism and wanting to study Karl Marx to understand America better, when you look at the major um, athletic teams and athletic leagues going for this BLM and woke nonsense and two national anthems, they got hard America, too. That's how potent this virus is, isn't it, AJ? Yeah, I mean, it used to be, right, we could could say— the State Department would be soft America, right? right? right. And the Pentagon would be hard America. Right, right, now, right. I mean, you know, the faculty lounge has colonized the Pentagon. That's it. I mean, I mean, it's it's crazy. General White Rage, I mean, you know, I don't know. He's worried about White Rage. I would be worried about, you know, the CCP yep. and Iran. Yep, and <laughs> yep. Little Kim, yep. I'd be, you know, I would be worried, <laughs> a little more worried about that. But he wants to understand, I guess. Why then that screwball in Charlottesville ran somebody over? Right. It's it's funny that he doesn't want to understand all these people burning down cities after George Floyd. He doesn't need to understand them, right? That's right. So you know he's not he's not reading Farrakhan and Saul Alinsky. And, no. You know, maybe know, maybe because guess, he doesn't WWE need to. Boy, yeah, guess. he doesn't maybe need to. My guess is he's already there, right? Uh, that that exactly. that would be my guess. Uh, the Woking Dead. So one of the things that you point out, and you do this earlier in your book, AJ, is you talk about the march through the institutions, which is what we're talking about here. The the left left wing march through the institutions, where it takes them over one by one, kind of a new domino theory. But they that's that that was that was their medium game. Their short game is political elections, but they have a long game, and you spend a lot of time on this, and I like that you do. Their long game is in K twelve, as you put it. Um, now even preschool through 12, uh, they want youth leagues. Um, they want to start as young as possible. Um, we, the normal people in this country, think it's odd that you would want to teach five-year-olds, six-year-olds, or really anyone in school that they can change their sex or that they're responsible for their race. They think it's not young enough. People are amazed, AJ, when I show them the kinds of books we're talking about. They have no idea about these transgender books and how many there actually are. They're just amazed. They don't know what's going on in the schools. But the schools are their laboratories for the incubation of this virus long term, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that and they're using and they use, you know, TikTok and Instagram yep. and, you know, these. I mean, that's how they, they sort of spread this disease to idea of what you know our children should be i mean it's it's crazy um i i if you just go to like a barnes and noble and you step over the bernie sanders voters on your way to the kids section yeah um you'll see 
I mean, it's just the whole kids' book section. Yeah. It's just like, you know, anti-racist baby. Right. Don't touch my hair. Right. You know, used to, we used to joke around that, oh, Tommy has two mommies. Right. That was, that, that was the worst. Right. <laughs> right. right. But yeah. now it's the whole Tommy has two mommies. Tommy has 17 mommies and daddies. That's right. And it's taken over the whole section of the bookstore. And Tommy it's can become crazy. a girl if he wants to be. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Tommy can yeah. get pregnant. Uh, right. Tommy became Sally, and right. she has two mommies. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And no, but look, that that's what they want, though. They want future voters. That's what this bailout, supposed bailout of, of you know, these college loans are. I mean, they're not bailing out veterinary technicians. They're bailing out people that majored in, you know, underwater basket weaving and, you know, lesbian poetry since World War II and, you know, crazy stuff. Basically woke bachelor's degrees because they can't, they're not out working. They're not out paying it off. You know, they're sitting around with the Bernie Sanders tattoos. I mean, they're, not, you know, complaining. So, I mean, they're trying to buy votes with it. And the ones they can't buy, these young people, I mean, Gen Z, I mean, I'm a millennial. Yeah. Um, Gen Z is obsessed with identity. Yeah. And the government's trying to figure out ways to give it to them or give them multiple identities. That's right. Um, as long as they're captured and trapped. That's right. And it's creating not only, I think, racial division and in some respects a race war in this country – um, that 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 would be the neo the, the neo Nazi effect of it, but it is also neo Marxist in the class war. Right, we are getting cops, pipe fitters, and plumbers to bail out tree climbing um, majors from Princeton. Right, that's what this is about because Princeton's important. And being a cop is not. Being a cowboy is not. Being a trucker is not. Interesting. Professions you don't necessarily need a college degree for. Isn't that kind of interesting, AJ? Absolutely. I mean, this is a a continuing war against the middle class. If you're a bricklayer, you're the enemy. If you're a philosophy, sociology major, you know, you're you're helping create paradise for all of us. I I mean, this is a fight that they've been, again... They've been they've been trying to do this for some time, and they knew that they had to get into certain you know halls of power, sort of the, the sort of nuclei point, the nucleus points of of our culture in order to sort of make it happen. But look look don't don't be you know I I want to be optimistic. So yep. I want to tap Liz Cheney on the shoulder, tap crying Adam on the shoulder, and say that there is an insurrection taking place in the United States, and it's an insurrection of parents. Yeah, it's parents rebelling against some of this stuff, rebelling against these school boards. You saw Miami-Dade County flip, which is crazy. You know, Virginia just did a clean sweep. I think in November you're going to see more of this. They're trying to distract us with that kooky speech last week and the Roe v. Wade talk and, you know, some of this other stuff. But we have to stay on target and fight for the culture because that is an 80% issue, right? I I love that you're optimistic about it. I want to be optimistic about it i'm 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 going to take a quick commercial break and i'm going to ask you when we come back a little bit about some of those issues i would love to hear what you think of joe biden's speech that you just referenced along with his continual condemnation of the opposition as semi-fascist um or for that matter as the head of the dnc said republican party is the party of fascism and fear i'd love to get your take on that and ask you also if you think the abortion issue um, is ripe for us going into November 
or is a bit of an albatross for us. A.J. Rice will be with us when we come back on his book, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. Let me put in a word for our sponsors at Y-Refi. If you're looking for a wonderful investment opportunity, they're offering a fixed, no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for in- investors, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Y-Refi is a due diligence-approved firm. It's investors doing well by doing good for others. You can be part of it. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. AJ and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I am Seth. We are talking with A.J. Rice. He is the author of a brand new book, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. It's a great book, and folks, um, it goes through so many things, and not in a um, in so many issues, and, and not in an intimidating way. Uh, each chapter is uh, very concise and um, very well done. It's it's a great, great read, great for the bedside, great for travel. The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. AJ, going into the elections, yes, this is uh, what Republicans and independents need to understand. This is our really only shot to change um, to change the direction of the culture. And I'm wondering if you think that the Democrats have landed on a good campaign theme by marginalizing conservatives and Republicans as outside the mainstream as extremists. I also wonder what you think about how the um, how the Dobbs decision is going to play out here. I'm, a lot of people are saying, well, maybe it was bad timing this year. I'm not so sure, but I'd love your thoughts on both of those things. Well, they're definitely trying to hang the, the Dobbs decision like a yoke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually uh, speaking with, I guess it was it's Emily Jasinski from uh, The Federalist, and she's writing about this concept that she calls, and other people have called it, the barstool conservatives, uh-huh. right? That uh-huh. there's these sort of, you know, I guess when you and I were 10 years ago, we called them South Park conservatives. Right, right. But it's, you know, this sort of politically incorrect, people that don't, you know, live and let live, they don't really get involved with the culture stuff and or the culture war stuff they don't care about you know what gays are doing or abortion stuff and some there are some younger conservatives that are worried that you know that group in particular that is very pro-trump and a lot of them blue collar that they might not like the dobbs decision i think however it's the same crew that turned away from trump already that probably just voted for yunkin and i call them I call them the pumpkin spice mafia. I mean, these are the these are the Audi driving Peloton women in with bachelor's degrees in suburban America that, you know, they didn't like the tweeting and some of the wild stuff that was going on at some of the rallies. Um, and they, you know, they're perfectly comfortable with Yunkin in his police vest. Um, they thought they were getting back to normal with with uh, with Biden. <laughs> Good luck with that. That didn't turn out, and, you know, that it, I think it's those people. And I don't think they voted for Hillary, but I think they voted for Biden. People are wondering, wandering around. Hillary's been out there doing interviews saying, I have, you know, I, I have no idea how, how Biden did this and, and was able to pull this off, and I couldn't. Remember, Hillary basically told those women that they were um, listening to their husbands. Rather yeah, they than were all little Tammy Wynettes, right? <laughs> exactly. 
So, no, I, I'm not sure how much of an effect that will have. They're trying to make it one. They're fundraising on it. They're fundraising off of raiding Mar-a-Lago, off the phony inflation bill. But, I mean, $500 a month more per family, six grand a year. I mean, according to some of the data I saw from the New York Post, I mean, people can't eat that. That's right. They can't eat that. That's right. Complaining about abor- you know, abortion issues has nothing on that. You know, because the average family cannot sustain that for too long. That's right. Let me ask you this, AJ, because it seems to me a sleeper issue that conservatives should do more with. And and maybe they don't because they haven't fully appreciated it. Maybe there's too much of a libertarian streak in there. But it seems to me that the fentanyl opioid crisis, the drug deaths, which have soared to over 100,000 Americans a year being killed by this stuff, that seems like that should be an issue that conservatives and Republicans should grab and run with, particularly tying it to the border, um, and would reach uh, some form of bipartisan appeal or at least a lot of independence. They haven't done that, though, and I, I'm wondering why they haven't done that. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, you're absolutely correct. Now, when you say libertarian streak, I mean, are you telling me that there's libertarians who would make the case that, you know, I mean, you know, that fentanyl is recreational and you can just <laughs> let it fly around? I mean, well, it, you know, having a, having a whiskey or a joint, uh, you know, is very different than, like, yeah, <laughs> taking something that will kill you. Yeah, like it's yeah. like being pro. Oh, I like to go to the gas station and light myself up with yeah. with uh, with gasoline and then smoke a cigar. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. I take the point. No, you're I, right. You should. I take the. point. I, I mean, I think it's an eighty percent issue. We should be like you know, prison reform kind of was right. They should be hammering that. They right. absolutely and this rainbow skittle stuff that's flying across yeah. the border. I mean, I you know, I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I. The Cato Institute and Reason Magazine, I don't know if they'll they'll be willing to uh, defend fentanyl. Yeah, I think you're right about that. This was a short segment. Let me take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll have a longer segment, AJ. Um, And let's talk a little bit about that libertarian sentiment, because i got to tell you, I was never a libertarian. I have to tell you, during COVID, I was a little more sympathetic to it. I I really was. And you spent a lot of time on COVID in this book um, and the shutdowns. We should pick up on that when we come back. I'm Seth. He's A.J. Rice. His book, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. He and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I'm Seth. My guest is A.J. Rice. His brand new book is The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. He's not talking exclusively exclusively of the coronavirus, but he does open up with some great commentary and analysis on what we did to ourselves over the coronavirus. A.J., you know what I hate more than anything? I hate more than anything these people waking up to these new... Um, education numbers, the new mental health crisis numbers, um, the new um, the new problems we're having with getting people back to work and saying, well, I guess we were all wrong. No, we were not all wrong. A lot of us were right. Fauci, it turns out, was very wrong. The shutdown um, tyrants were very, very wrong. Is there ever going to be accountability on this? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I I mean, because both parties are to blame. You can't just, you know, I mean, we had a Republican president. That's right. Most the beginning of it. That's so, right. 
you know, and I think he, I think he knows that he was led down the primrose path yeah. by Burks and and Fauci and some of these other characters that were floating around that had been on the government dull for fifty years. Um, I, I mean, I, for me, it's like okay, what we need to do. I mean, at this point, we can't sort of unring the bell, right? So it was this a dress rehearsal for the something worse that could happen later. You know, I mean, I that was I, a huge worry always, of mine. Yeah, I'm thinking climate right. crisis myself. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, I there they they we gave them a lot of power, and they loved it. Oh, they loved it, and they want to hold on to it as long as possible. We we didn't see grandma. We didn't go to the NCAA tournament. We didn't go to prom. We didn't go to graduation. I mean, we didn't, you know, I mean, I mean, some people, you know, broke free, you know, from the prison and took off. And some states were more locked down than others. But, I mean, these are years you're never going to get back. I mean, I got married and had a baby during this. Oh and my. I can tell you, oh my God. I was at war every day. Yeah. I had like a secret wedding. It was yeah. like I was, you know, uh, some character from Shakespeare. I right. mean, it was just like... I don't know. Is, is Ralph Northam going to find out yep. that I have a gathering in Central Virginia? That's right. <laughs> More than twenty-five people. That's right. You know, I mean, it was crazy. That's right. Crazy what we did here. That's right. Um, I mean, it's just. I, I mean, we're never going to get it back. We need to. We need to talk about it, though. We need to not just move on and be like, oh, okay, on to the next, you know, crisis. Um, because they'll do it again. They will do this again. I've got a bunch of analysts. Some of their names, you know. They're telling me they think they're going to trade. Depending upon what happens with the midterms, they may try to lock the country down again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they know they can. Um, They know they can shame. They know they can instantiate fear into a population like ours very easily. What what did happen? Was that through education how we went through? I know you were around uh, around 9-11. We went from let's roll to let's crawl up under a bed and hide from ourselves. Was that through the yeah. education system? In 20 years, we, went, we made that move, didn't we? Well, there was, a, there, was a, um, there was a phrase during the Obama era. It was called lead from behind. Yeah. And it was all wrapped up in, you know, we have hubris and we need to check ourselves and we, you know, we need to give out participation trophies yeah. and, we need to not, you know, we need to, uh, you know. Boys are toxic. Masculinity is toxic, right? Being a man, Correct. martial virtues, that's a toxic thing, not a proud thing, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And this is all tied up with woke, with, the, you know, the yep. woke mm-hmm. movement, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it was a way to try to, I mean, look, you pretty much got Trump at least once because of that. It was yeah. a reaction to that. That's right. Right? Yeah. And that was the best thing he I, said know, on the campaign. It, yeah, he said we don't have time for political correctness anymore. That was one of right. his great I mean, lines. I, I yeah. think that his the three reasons he won were immigration, trade, and the fact that he didn't care and he was going to punch back, right. Queen style, right. Um, at all the nonsense. Mm-hmm. And the, the networks ate it up. I mean, he was on CNN and MSNBC, if you recall, just as much as he was on Fox. That's right. He was a good show, right? Right. Exactly. And I mean, so uh, how? I mean, how did we get here to this point? I mean, it's it is. I mean, it's it is the fact that a lot of these public schools, which I call government schools, I mean, they they are they are just importing the weirdest parts of you know liberal arts degrees into the curriculum yep. all day and night. Yep. 
And, yeah. you know, the saddest stuff is the transgender stuff yeah. where you basically have 1.4% 1. 1. of the population is transgender, which is no one. When you have 340 million people, it's no one. And all of heaven and earth is being moved That's for right. it. And that brings me to the joke police. Mm -hmm. It brings me to the fact that, and I talk about this in the book, mm -hmm. somebody like Dave Chappelle comes along, mm -hmm. and he basically makes a very astute point. And Dave Chappelle is by no means Ben Carson or Clarence Thomas. That's right. He's a Democrat that's, black guy that's right. from the swamp. That's right. And he basically says, isn't it interesting that the LGBTQ mafia got their rights in 40 seconds and it took you know, black people, yeah. hundreds of years yeah. to get the same thing. Yeah. I mean, why are we moving heaven and earth for a group like this? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it really speaks to, I mean, it's a, it's a level of deviancy. I, I talked with Ingram about it. She had someone on, you know, this week that, you know, there was transition in one way and then the other way. And these people are, are done. They're yeah. like science projects for life. That's right. And That's this right. is all, this is all out of, you know, basically some phony philosophy, I guess. It's not medically backed up. So, you know, they can believe in anything. They believe in this type of science, and they pick and choose which day women exist, and they pick and choose which type of science when they want to follow the science. Well, one of the things I am so happy that you did do is you don't shy away from using uh, the name Marx in your book, Karl Marx. And he believed you could change human nature. Um, he believed you could change history. And I think we're watching it unfold before our very eyes. I have a minute and a half left with you, two minutes left with you, AJ. What's the most important thing you want people to take from your book, The Woking Dead? What's the most important thing you want them to take away? The most important thing is that although the Woking Dead are fixated on race and gender and sexuality, they, 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 we as a people, Americans, have always been focused on excellence, that, that you need to ignore the people pushing identity politics on you and focus on being excellent at something. Really focus on that. Larry Bird wasn't excellent because he was white. He was, he was excellent because he's Larry Bird. Whether it's Jackie Robinson or Muhammad Ali or John McEnroe, you can be any one of these people any day at your job. Mm -hmm. Don't get sucked into playing their game. Reject the premise. Focus on, you know, being the best. Focus on being excellent at things because that's really the, you know, the way the American people should view their country. It shouldn't be filtered through some of this crazy doom and gloom like we heard from the president of the United States in Philadelphia last week. Nice. You know, so nice. that's what I would say. People need to, people need to, you know, look. My book is fun. We joke around. There's humor in it. There's horror in it. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the, the humor that becomes the horror. Yeah, right? sure, sure, sure. Right. But I think that people need to get out there, vote with your wallet. There's a million other types of entertainment out there. You don't have to buy Disney or Nike if you don't want to buy Disney or Nike. And then vote in November. Vote locally and all the way up the ticket. That's Arizona, right. you know, uh, is on the precipice. You bet. So, you know, let's let's rally the troops out there, Seth. I love your energy, A.J. Rice. I love your book, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. A.J., it was great to have you. Go get him. Congratulations and Godspeed, sir.
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Your dollar buys less today than it did a month ago. Paper money continues to be worth less and less. I'm aware of this every time I go shopping, just as you are. The good news is gold and other precious metals traditionally hold their value when economies fail and fall like they are doing now, which is why I own precious metals, gold and silver and other precious metals, from the Midas Gold Group, the veteran-owned. Midas Gold Group, the only place Seb Gorka and I own medals from. Thousands of you already do. More of you can. Check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. Or give them a call to discuss how precious metals might work into your portfolio. Their number, 480-360-3000. Thinking about uh, A.J. Rice's uh, comments in the last segment um, that, you know, learn how to do something, become useful in this society, try and ignore the uh, rest of the culture that is telling you you're wrong. All of that true, but be aware of it. Be aware of it, because though the majority of Americans may not be down with the woke Marxism, Uh, the progressivism that is suffusing our politics and our culture, though that may just be a thing coming down from the elites, um, it's not good enough to just say that's only in the elite culture because that elite culture is working against the rest of the culture. It is working through us in our entertainment, in our sports, most importantly, in our schools. I want you to keep in mind the apolitical person who, you know, maybe keeps up on the news a little bit, maybe tunes into the nightly news a little bit, maybe turns on NPR or, I don't know, the morning show a little bit, maybe reads the newspaper a little bit. If that's their entire exposure to the news, which is frankly going to be most people, they're not going to know anything we're talking about, and they're going to know everything Joe Biden wants them to be thinking about. They are going to get away with converting minds that just simply aren't informed well enough to know better or differently. So the motto here, as you know, is reach one and teach one. If you know someone in that category, if you know an apolitical person who is influenced by the main political communications devices of the progressives, that is to say all of media and, you know, sports, entertainment, and the rest, if you know someone who's influenced that way, start sharing with them an article here and there from maybe one of your favorite columnists or from the Wall Street Journal or from the Powerline blog. Just here and there, gently walk them through to keep them on the side of common sense. Reach one and teach one. I'm Seth Liebson. Don't go away. We'll be right back. My monologue coming right up.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.